Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are ready to talk a little college football. Two huge games that impact the Metroplex uh, as Texas A&M plays Clemson and LSU. Uh, goes to Texas to play the Horns. Two massive games on Saturday. So we thought we'd do uh, a situation where we don't want to just bring on an A&M expert because then all the Longhorns are ticked off and going, what the hell, man? So we're doing equal time. We've got an A&M expert and we've got a Texas expert. So let's start with Billy Lucci of TexasAgs.com who joins us now. Billy, thanks for the time, brother. We appreciate it. Uh, so I guess the, the place to jump off here is uh, does Texas A&M have a chance in this game? Yeah, I think absolutely, guys. First of all, I appreciate y'all having me. But, yeah, I mean, I think all you have to do is, is go watch last year's game. And, and, and I know Trevor Lawrence, he may have played four or five uh, series in that game. And he was still – he wasn't – he was a few weeks from being, I think, ready for, uh, you know, that atmosphere, that college defense. Obviously, he proved more than ready as the season went on. So, they're completely different because of that. But you look at the A&M guys that were making plays in that game where it came down to literally a two-point conversion uh, with under a minute left to go to overtime there. Kind of had Clemson on the ropes. Uh, you look at that, and, yeah, there's Trevor Lawrence, and Clemson I think is, is much better than they were. I think the Aggies have a chance to be too, mainly because of uh, the guy under center and what they've got mm-hmm. up front on defense. I think it makes for a really interesting matchup, and I think Clemson and Dabo Sweeney are expecting another really close football game. Uh, they have a, I think they have a legit shot. I'm not picking them to win. I think that point spread pretty insane when you look at it, though. I think it's going to be Clemson's toughest game of the regular season, which it was last year, too. You look back, it was actually their toughest game of the entire season, bar none. Well, Billy, you get instant credibility with us when a homer, and I don't mean that in a negative way, we're Mav and Cowboy homers, for example, but when a homer doesn't pick his team to win, I I perk up a little bit. What would be, in your estimation, the strength of this Aggie team, and how would that uh, match up against what Clemson does? That's why I think the Aggies have a great shot, because I think Clemson's weaknesses, in my opinion, and watching them all of last year, and especially in that game in person, I think their linebackers outside of number 11, Simmons, who's great, I think their linebackers and uh, safeties in coverage, that's a big matchup advantage for A&M and for Kellen Mond. And and I'm not saying he's going to throw a perfect game and not throw any picks. They're going to make some plays on balls. But I think that's a matchup that favors A&M. And Clemson returns four all-ACC starters up front. Those are kind of the same guys that A&M shoved around a lot last year. They held Travis Etienne to – I think 44 rushing yards, 27 on one carry. I'm not expecting that again, but I do think the A&M defensive line is as good as I've seen since the Aggies joined the SEC for A&M is what I'm saying. Those two matchups, you know, if if the Aggies can slow down number nine, then they have a puncher's chance against against Lawrence and those receivers who I think are as good as A&M is going to see this year including Tua and Jerry Judy in Alabama. But if they can 
slow down and contain Etienne at running back, which they did last fall, and if Kellen Mond, I think the big question is, can a and run the football a little? Because Jimbo Fisher is going to want this to be a fourth-quarter game where a played about eight of them last year and Clemson played, I think, two. He's going to want it to be a fourth-quarter game. The Tigers hadn't been involved in one of those in a while, and they're going to have to lean on them a little bit in the running game. And to me, that's the big question mark. I don't know if the Aggies can do that. Uh, Travion Williams ran for 1,750 yards last year. Thirty, Like 31 of that came against Clemson. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Billy. We love your work. You're our go-to guy for Aggies football. We hope to talk to you again down the road. All right, guys. Love being on with you all. Appreciate all right, it. there he goes, the great Billy Lucci, Texas, uh, texags.com. Now, for the other party's perspective, let's uh, now go to Austin, uh, to the horn, to one of our favorite dudes in all of radio, the great Kevin Dunn, to talk a little Texas Longhorn football. Kevin, how you doing, brother? Gentlemen, man, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good to talk to you all. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I guess we'll start the same place with you. Uh, tell us why Texas has a shot against LSU. They got a shot because of Sam Ellinger. They got a shot because of Todd Orlando. And they got a shot because Tom Herman is really taking control of this offense starting last year. And all three of those things, if those guys have A games, if they wake up like Baker Mayfield did and wake up tomorrow and say, damn, I feel good, it's going to be an A day, then they got a really good shot. One through 85, LSU has more talent. And I think this year's team, they're favored and they should be. The line with Tom Herman's uh, record at 13-2-1 against the spread as a head coach is uh, something we can talk about. But LSU's a favorite. They should be. Texas can win this. And if they do, it's not going to be a shock, but it'll be because of those three guys I talked about. Let's talk about the Herman aspect there, Kevin. Whenever you have a new coach coming in, especially one that's really highly regarded and he's the hot name and all this sort of stuff. We always give him a little bit of leeway kind of happened with Charlie. And then they pulled the rug out from Charlie, like rather abruptly. But is there a feeling that this is the year where Tom Herman's now had enough time and what is the Tom Herman way will manifest itself out on the field? Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think we really saw that last year and you know, Herman has been proactive with things, including he hasn't really talked about it. I'm pretty sure he was calling plays last year. And so Tim Beck, who was the offensive coordinator, is a really good recruiter and one of those guys, like a lot of coordinators, is good on a chalkboard, good in certain situations, maybe not the best play caller, which is pretty innate and takes, uh, takes some timing. You just got to be good at that. So Herman is good at that. He's taking control. And the biggest thing that has manifested is the toughness. I mean, this is a physical football program now. They're not where they're going to be talent-wise. They're recruiting very well, but a lot of those guys are young. They've been able to redshirt, especially a lot of offensive linemen. This thing's definitely moving in the right direction. There's a lot of optimism, and rightfully so. That's more of an overview for this game, though. Um, you know, the toughness is going to have to be there. I'll say this, though. With what LSU's been doing and with Joe Brady and this whole kind of new spread attack, it does feel like we're running into the big dude who could never fight, and all of a sudden we're running into him after he learned how to fight because they're, they're utilizing their weapons. So this may not be as much of a, like Texas, Georgia, strap them on, let's see if you can be physical, play that SEC ball, which Texas did in New Orleans. This may be more about spreading people out, athletes in space. Is that on that same token? Is that kind of 
advantageous to Texas, given that Ingram is kind of your only real running back on the roster right now? And how much of a workload can he take should he be asked to do a, a ton uh, tomorrow? That's uh, a great question. And, and you're, yes, I mean, in terms of it is advantageous because Texas is insanely thin at running back. I mean, it's crazy some of the things that have gone, gone on. And to be honest, I don't think Keontae Ingram is completely healthy. He's not injured, oh, but he's hurt a little bit. And he had a bone <laughs> bruise on his knee. Uh, they had kind of shut him down in camp. So, I, yes, I think because of that, you're going to see a lot of quarterback runs with Herman. I'm sorry, with uh, Ellinger. And because of that, that'll kind of be the run game. And then throwing some of these swing screens, some of these swing passes, some of these other uh, routes to running backs or at this point, slot receivers is going to be the way that they pick up those quote-unquote running yards. And, and then LSU is going to do the uh, same thing. But, yeah, as for Texas, I think because of their personnel and who's healthy, it, it does benefit them. All right, we're talking to the great Kevin Dunn from the Horn in Austin, our University of Texas insider, one of our pluckers homeboys too, one of our good friends. So both my brothers uh, went to Texas for undergrad and grad school. They follow every aspect of UT football. And so shout-outs to Quan Lee, Jonathan Rogers, and my uh, older brother, Tony Rogers. Tony was recently showing me uh, every recruiting class they've had since Herman, and it's like top four, top three, top two, top five, whatever. It's like every, you know, as long as you hadn't been here that long, but it's like top class, top class, top class. Right. Is are, is that – are we seeing that? I mean, is is – are you seeing a team loaded with talent? Because you talked about, okay, LSU probably has more talent. Obviously, they have great recruiting classes too. But, it, you know, when they rank these recruiting classes, is does it stay true? I mean, because you don't ever see horns really, not that often, get drafted in, in the pros. You just don't see it very often. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Kind of what we're getting is we're getting uh, guys that are sophomores and below. So, really, the Caden Cerns, the B.J. Foster, the Sam Cosme, that class, those guys, I mean – it's going to be. It's going to take a year or two, but those guys have potential to be first-round type guys, and and I'd be shocked if they're not drafted, at least drafted pretty high. We all know how loaded the NFL draft is, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming to answer your question. And one of the things that they were able to do, as I mentioned earlier, was you know, I mean, they were robbing the garden. They were picking they were picking the produce before it was done, and then going back out to the garden and being upset that, that nothing was there. And, re- and really they were doing that with the offensive line room to where they weren't evaluating well, they weren't developing well, and they were playing guys too early. Well, that's not a good sign for a program. And they were able to flip that last year where there were a couple guys on the offensive line that probably could have played that they redshirted. There were a couple other guys or, uh, that were pretty talented that probably could have played, but they redshirted. So I think they've been able to slow that process but, yeah, I mean, the Caden Stern, the B.J. Foster, Sam Cosme is a really good left tackle. Sam Cosme will be the best offensive line lineman in this game. Kevin, we appreciate the time. You're our brother in Pluckers love. Have a great weekend and a hook em, baby. Guys, I was downing some wings last night, and uh, I can't wait to, uh, to see you guys in person again. And uh, you guys keep it up. Give me a shout if you need anything, all right? All right. See you, homeboy. There he goes. Kevin Dunn from the Horn down in Austin. Uh, really good horn. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.